Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to turn to Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. In my Bible, it's titled, Repent or Perish. This is one of my favorite texts because it shows Jesus using a couple well-known tragedies to make a broader point about the need for people to repent before it's too late, starting in verse 1. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. So we don't know exactly what happened here. This event is not recorded in scripture. It's just referred to right here. But there is speculation based on this that there were some Galilean Jews who were evidently making sacrifices and apparently the governor, Pontius Pilate, had put them to death, thus mingling their blood with the blood of sacrifices. This was evidently very newsworthy. So when Jesus hears them talking about it, he decides, I'm going to use this to make a really important point. Verse 2, and he answered them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? Because they suffered in this way. So he asked a rhetorical question that was likely on people's minds. What did these people do to deserve this kind of disgraceful death where they would be killed when they were offering sacrifices to God, where their blood would be commingled with the blood of the sacrifices, which is gruesome and shocking, but probably even has some ceremonial or religious implications as well that are especially disturbing. In verse 3, Jesus answers his own rhetorical question. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all like wise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So this second tragedy, which was another probably high profile situation that captured everyone's attention and was talked about broadly, there's a pool of Siloam in Jerusalem and there's likely a tower in the wall there that fell and tragically killed 18 people. Jesus is asking the same question. Do you think that those 18 people were worse sinners than the others who didn't die and that's why they died? And again he says no. But he's not raising these situations just to answer his rhetorical question that people who experience tragedy, people who suffer death do so because of some sin that they committed. By the way, at the time it was a commonly held assumption that if something really bad happened to someone it's because they were doing something especially bad that deserved that. And we can say that in some circumstances that's certainly true. There's direct causation sometimes. But in most cases, when people experience or suffer tragedy, it's not directly related to something they've done. And I'm going to get to Jesus' broader point here in a second, but one important thing for us to remember in all this is that every single one of us, because of the sin that we're guilty of, deserves only the worst outcomes. Every one of us deserves not to live another breath in our natural condition. And so if God was in the business of striking people down who deserve to die, every one of us should be struck down because we all deserve to die. We've offended him greatly. We've rebelled against him. Scripture says we're his enemies. We're sons of wrath. We're sons of our father, Satan. But no, that's not how God typically operates today or back then. And Jesus quickly sets the record straight on that and then makes a much more important point. And that is this. Hey guys, while your attention is on that gruesome situation that is talked about and people think of as being horrifying, don't try to go through all these causative possibilities about did they sin worse than other people and that's why God allowed that to happen to them. 
them. Rather, reflect on the fact that you're going to die too. And if you don't repent before that happens, your physical death isn't going to be the end of it. There's going to be a spiritual death as well. You will all likewise perish if you don't repent. Some of you might think this is a little bit messed up, but in many ways, I like funerals. Or I should say funerals that are Christ-centered and gospel-oriented and biblical. And the reason I like them is because they yank us out of our typical day-to-day mentality. They remind us of our mortality. They put our focus on eternal things instead of on the temporary things that our thoughts are typically filled with. I was just at a funeral a few days ago. A guy in our community was sadly diagnosed with cancer two or three weeks before he died. Very aggressive, very fast. It had been growing for a while. And before you know it, he was gone. Now, the great news is that he trusted Jesus Christ. And so that funeral could be a celebration in a way that somebody who doesn't trust Jesus Christ's funeral can't be a celebration. It it was very well attended. And there might have been people in the crowd that day who were thinking in their mind, man, I wonder if Doug did anything wrong to have his life snuffed out like this. He still seemed to have a lot of years ahead of him. And just like that, he's gone. What happened? What could he have done differently? What did he do wrong? Jesus would say, no, no, no. Stop asking those questions. Don't worry about that. It's in the past. But think about this. Before long, you're going to be in Doug's situation. And it might not be a cancer diagnosis. And it might not go fast. And it might not be until you're much older than he was when he died. But eventually, the clock's going to run out on you. And if you don't repent before that time comes, you're going to perish, not just physically, but spiritually. Now, in Doug's case, thanks to his trust, his faith in Jesus Christ, he's clothed with Christ's righteousness. He has the penalty he owes God for his sin mark paid. So by faith in Christ, Doug enters eternity when he dies. That ends well. Some of these people in this Tower of Siloam situation or this blood being mingled with the sacrificial blood during sacrifices situation, there must have been some people who didn't have a right relationship with God. And so when Jesus says they're going to perish, he's not just talking about physical perish. He's talking about spiritual perish. And he's saying, let that be a warning to you. Your time's coming. And one of the reasons I think funerals are a gift from God is because they cause us to think some of those thoughts that we hold at least at an arm's length as much as we possibly can. But when you got a casket laying in front of a church and you got people crying, and when you consider that this person who was alive a couple days ago is never going to be seen in this life again, it gives pause for reflection. And that's good. Another reason I love this text is because here's Jesus again breaking the mold of how we've been taught that Jesus typically is. Some might say this is a little insensitive of Jesus to say this in light of such a tragic event. It's indecent for him to use these terrible events to make such a harsh spiritual point. But here's the deal, friends. Jesus was no universalist. Not everyone's going to heaven. Only the people who repent are going to heaven. Of course, there's a time and a place to bring these things up when tragedy strikes, but I challenge us to help our friends, our kids, our grandkids, our neighbors, our fellow church members think the way that Jesus is thinking right here. Use tragedy and loss and death as a cause for self-reflection and evaluation for ourselves and for those we love. Have you repented? Have they repented? There's still time today, and there might not be time tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.